good morning good morning everybody it's good to uh, connect with you all this uh, morning and uh, the message that i've uh, chosen for today is uh, kingdoms in conflict or conflict of kingdoms so now uh, the world that we are living in right now uh, you have to understand that there are two kingdoms operating or influencing us uh, we know quite uh something about the kingdom of god and we are children who are in the kingdom of god but at the same time there is this other kingdom also active and trying constantly to influence our mind especially our mind and this kingdom is the world called uh, in the bible it's called the kingdom of satan or the kingdom of the world or jesus in the bible it's referred to <coughs> satan is referred to as the prince of this world and it is this kingdom that constantly keeps uh influencing us and there is always a conflict between these two kingdoms and the main area of conflict is our mind now that's something that we have to contend and then we have to know about because if we do not know that there is this conflict always going on then we will not be able to live the life that god wants us to live now if you look at it the kingdom of satan or the kingdom of this world is satan is not just a disruptor he just uh, just comes and disrupts things no it's not like that it's a kingdom it's a kingdom it's a fully organized kingdom with satan as the head of it so they have everything organized uh, because this organization i think must have come from because they were formerly angels so they know how to organize organized thing and these angels they are superior to us in intellect and ability and with our own strength we will not be able to overcome these uh, uh, these uh, satanic forces that is influencing us now these two kingdoms have two values that are completely opposite and they are a constant conflict and the main area of conflict is our mind that this is what we have to understand the main area of conflict is our mind and we as children of god we are in the kingdom of god we must be aware of the things that say that the other kingdom can do to us mainly what the other kingdom does is that they distract they disrupt and they all do it strategically you have to understand that this is not something ad they do it ad hoc they do it with a strategy disrupt distract deceive and when we give ourselves into any of these tactics the final thing is that they will damage our faith so we have to be careful about this so that's why we have to be strong in the values of our kingdom and we have to stick to the values of the kingdom that we are in because the other kingdom will be constantly influenced influencing our mind so that's why we have to be very clear about that in second corinthians uh, second chapter 11th verse paul is writing in he say so that satan will not outsmart us i'm reading from new living translation nlt second corinthians second chapter 11th verse so that satan will not outsmart us for we are familiar with his evil schemes see paul is saying so satan should not outsmart us but we should be aware of his schemes we must be smart enough to discern his tactics and his schemes <clears throat> that's what we have to be very careful about now i want to focus 
and just three areas where he mostly targets uh, children of god so these three areas i want to uh, emphasize this morning so that we we we, we know that he th- these are the things that he's influencing us the first thing is our identity now how do you identify yourself this is something that we have to it's something that deep in our hearts now you may be working you may be a businessman maybe you have a, a title in your company or you are a, maybe you are doing some things now primarily how do you identify identify yourself do you primarily identify yourself as a man of god or do you identify yourself with any of these other things now this is something for you to analyze deep inside now the other kingdom they always identify themselves based on their worldly posts their worldly uh, what the others look at them as but the others may look at you as the md of a company or the manager of a company or the president or the vice president or uh, maybe they look at you as a great philanthropist whatever whatever may be whatever may be they all look at you with that now now we have to ask ourselves how do i identify myself deep in my heart see there are there are two distinguished characteristics of these two kingdoms the kingdom of god is primarily completely based on humility but if you look at the kingdom of the world or the kingdom of satan it started in pride it started from lucifer and lucifer fell because of pride we all know that so that's where and the pride has been passed on to adam and it has been passed on to all of us so every human being is basically a proud person unless and and that that uh, pride will constantly coming to us and it will try to come out of ourselves and this kingdom this kingdom valley of pride will always be coming and opposing the humility that comes from the kingdom of god so first of all identification how do you identify yourself how do you identify yourself are you are you comfortable with just identify yourself as i am just a man of god and or a woman of god and that's it i don't need i don't need any more identification people may call you whatever but i deep inside identify myself only as a man of god that's it that's all i need i don't need anything else now look at yourself now in this world of especially even among believers even among ministers people always want to identify themselves more than that i just saw a poster in my town about a pastor and he is before his name he has put apostle reverend doctor evangelist pastor and then his name comes you see even when he identify himself as a minister of god he's not content with that just the one identity just a man of god and that's it now if you need anything more than that then the other kingdom is kind of influencing you now this is something that we have to identify now we have to go deep and search our hearts and see is are we influenced by the other kingdom or are we influenced by the kingdom of god which is just humility just humility that's a great man of god that's a man of god i don't want to use the word great that was a man of god called aw tozer i'm sure you must have heard of it he's written a lot of books he died in the late 60s and he said when i die 
in my tombstone just put my name and just say a man of god that's it that's the only identification i want he has written books he has he's been an author he speaks uh, a lot of universities have acknowledged his uh, work and all those things but he says i'm just content with just one thing a man of god and that's it i don't want anything more than don't not put nothing more in my tombstone just thoser a man of god i'm content with that i'm okay with it. and you can see it and that's exactly the uh, wording that i put on my father's grave my father passed away last year i said don't put anything else just a man of god is enough a man's identification if you want if you want anything more than that to identify yourself then you have to see maybe the other kingdom is kind of influencing your mind or your attitude that is something that we have to be very careful about others may look at you others may call you whatever but us deep inside a man or a woman of god is all that we need paul whenever he identifies himself he always says an apostle and apostle is not a, a title as some of the people right now think apostle is just it means a man who sent that's all and he always calls the others brethren brother i'm your brother you may be a speaker you may be god has maybe called us god called you to be a pastor or whatever but ultimately that's the thing you do if you're a pastor if you're an apostle those are the things that you do but as for identification i'm just a brother i'm just a brother so identification we have to be very careful how we identify ourselves we have to be very careful about that and the second is uh, accomplishments accomplishments now i uh, whenever i i i've seen in uh, tv programs and everything some people get ident uh, uh, introduce somebody and say he is a great he is a successful pastor he is a successful uh, uh, minister of god and every time i and every time they use the word great and successful i always wonder and what basis do they come to this conclusion why do they call him success is it because he brings in more people is it because he makes more money is it because if we use the same scale as the other kingdom use to establish success or accomplishment then again we are playing with the other kingdom see we have to understand this these two kingdoms have nothing in common and they are always in conflict there is nothing overlapping these two kingdoms they are completely separate maybe the other kingdom will try to come into our our area but we must always be going away from it the other kingdom always wants to influence us but we have to keep on moving away from them now how do we measure success what is accomplishment according to a man of god uh, what is accomplishment according to the kingdom value now if we use the same yardstick that the other kingdom use when we are letting the other kingdom influence us now when you say a great minister of god a great man of god or god or great business whatever whatever you say we should not use those milestones or those yardstick to measure our measuring sticks is measuring scale is completely different how do i know that i am accomplishing something for the kingdom of god as long as i keep doing what god wants me to do i am accomplishing everything and maybe i may not be called to preach to 10000 100000 people maybe god has called me to be a witness in a small community where there are just 20 families or 30 families and if i keep on doing that sincerely i am accomplishing god's purpose 
I am doing what God wants me to do. Maybe God has put you in an office where you are influencing just a 10, 15 people. And if you think maybe you are not accomplishing something, then that is not what you think you, it is. If God has put you there, if that is the purpose for which God has brought you into this world, and if you are accomplishing that, then you are accomplishing, then you are doing what God wants you to do. Then you are a success. Rather than we look at somebody and say, he is speaking to 10,000 people, maybe he is a success. No, maybe he is speaking to 10,000 people, but he is not living according to God's plan in his life. He is not a success. If Maybe he is speaking to 100,000 people. But if his life is not aligned with God's word, and if his life is not aligned with God's will, he's not a success. But we always look at success the way the people of the world look at success. Whenever they say success, they always see how many people is he influencing. If he's influencing 100,000 people, then he's a success. Yes, that's the yardstick that the other kingdom use. But here, we don't use that. There is completely different yardstick in this kingdom. Never let... The, king, the values of that kingdom overlap and come into us. We are called to be distinct, different. That's why it's called, that's why God has called us to be come to come away from. That's what He instructed the Israelites from the very beginning. You must be different from the others. The way you look at things, the way you do things, you must be different. There are certain things in Leviticus, if you read, there are certain things that God told them to do just so that they differentiate themselves from the others, just for that, only reason. If you look at that, there is no other reason for that. Only reason is the others are doing it, you don't do it, because you are called to be different, because you are separated. Don't let them overlap your values. Never make those kind of things. Now, ultimately, my life is at the end of my life. First of all, I must identify myself as just a man of God. And at the end of my life, I must be able to say, I did what God wanted me to do, and I have glorified God in my life. And that's it. It doesn't matter how many people have influenced. It doesn't matter the numbers. It doesn't matter uh, the amount of money. See, Jesus Christ, when he left this world, he just left 12 people. That's all. In his kingdom, there were just 12. If you look at, if you use that, the, the, the yardstick or the uh, scale that the world uses to measure Jesus' success, then you'll have to say he's a failure. Just 12 people, not a great number. And when Paul was working here, he didn't have a lot of people. In fact, he was having people going away from him. If you read 2 Timothy, you will find that he's talking about a man called Demas. Demas was always with him, sticking with him. If you read Colossians, Galatians, he always ends his letter with saying, Demas sends you greeting. Demas sends you greeting. But when he comes to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy was the last letter he wrote, and he says, Demas has deserted me. He's left me. Have, you see, that's not how we measure success in this kingdom or accomplishment in this kingdom. God has called us to be completely different. The way we look at things has to be completely different from the way that the others look at things. Now, identification is very important. Accomplishment or success, the way we measure success has to be completely different. Success or failure will be determined on the day of judgment. Nobody can say, I can never call myself a successful minister of God, and nobody can call himself or herself a successful minister or a successful brother until the day of judgment. God will declare who is the successful one and who has failed. It is God who will declare that. We can never say that. We can always say that we are humble workers in the kingdom of God, doing whatever God has given me to do. 
what god has put me in where god has put me in the what god has asked me to do that's all we can say see god has given us resources all kinds of resources our time our the way we speak and the money whatever god has given everything ultimately should god should be god we god must look at you and say well done my faithful servant you did whatever i wanted you to do i wanted you to do this thing and you did it and that's it peter was called to do a sort of thing paul was called to do a sort of thing they didn't they were not doing exactly the same thing god used peter to establish the church god used paul to establish the other things and the other apostles god used them in different ways and you don't even find their names in the bible that doesn't mean they did something small no they did everything according to what god wanted them to do and they were called the success and the third i want to say uh, i want to talk, i want to emphasize is the treasures treasures is kingdom of god now whenever we say uh, we always look at our portfolios our investment portfolios in this world and say how is it doing and we always if we have invested some money we always call our agent or whoever we have invested the money to you know investment we always call and say how is my investment portfolio going where am i in all these things now i want to ask you a same question how is your investment portfolio portfolio for the eternal kingdom of god because whatever you uh invest here whatever returns you get here is going to stop with a grave now i want to ask you a question uh, how was your eternal portfolio beyond the grave i want to ask you once again how was your eternal how was your uh, investment portfolio beyond the grave i'm talking about the eternal investment portfolio how much have you invested in the kingdom of god when i say what what is investment in the kingdom of what is treasure the bible says we all know these words matthew 6 you see he says that uh, do not do not store up treasures on this earth so he is talking about an eternal treasure now i want to say what does it mean to have stored treasures in the kingdom of god what what are the treasures treasures nothing but the rewards that god gives you when we do everything according to his will not based on our own whims and fancies so i feel like doing this i feel like doing that maybe this is something i can do no what does god want me to do what does what is his plan for my life what am i called for where where am i in his kingdom so when we do everything according to god's kingdom according to the values of god's kingdom when we do according to his will then we are storing things in eternity on the other hand if we do according to our own whims and fancies and if we do everything according to the way we want then maybe you are getting the reward here that's what uh, the bible says whenever uh, whenever some when, when you fast or when you give this is just an example when you give it says give without your left hand knowing what the right hand is giving but if we give when everybody sees you already received a you, you already received a reward here on this earth because when people look at you and say wow what a great philanthropist then you got your reward and you you have just you have got only got a treasure in this world that's not been stored in the eternal investment portfolio but when you do it secretly then there is something being stored there maybe nobody is appreciating you here maybe nobody knows you even as a philanthropist but you are storing something up there you are storing something up there now how careful are we in this we do so many things we gives to so many people but <clears throat> are we discreet are we doing it in such a way so that 
people don't see it and appreciate that. Why? Because if they see and appreciate it, you, your reward is here. Your reward is here. And you got your uh, reward here. Treasure. You're storing it, your treasure here. Which is not going to come beyond the grave. Which is not going to come beyond the grave. I want to, again, emphasize this thing. What of the other kingdom value is influencing you? Now, there is a word in John 14, 30. Is Jesus he has come to the end of his life, he's come to the end of his ministry, and he's telling his disciples, now the, um, the prince of this world is coming to me, but I have nothing in me. He has, but Satan has nothing in me. He has nothing in me. When he says that, what does he mean by that, that Satan has nothing in me? He's basically saying, I have nothing of that kingdom in me. I have no value system of that kingdom in me. Everything I have, is from my father. That kingdom, only the kingdom of God's values are in me. I don't have anything of the kingdom of Satan in me. That's what he says. I have, he has nothing in me. He cannot find anything in me. Now, search your hearts and see. Can you say the same thing? Satan has nothing in me. He's got nothing in me. He has no hold on over me. Because every time we let him influence our minds with his values, then we are giving him a foothold. And then he has something in us through which he can influence us. That's what he says. He has nothing in me. He's got nothing in me. Because I have never let any of that influence me. <clears throat> Jesus, as long as he was in this earth, he identified himself as just a son of man. If you look at it, every time he introduces himself, he always says, son of man, son of man. Not even son of God. He was the son of God. but He never identified himself as the son of God. He always Pointed, looked, pointed at him and said, son of man, son of man, humility, how do you identify yourself? Are you content with being just called a man of God, just a brother, or do you want more than that? And Jesus, what did he accomplish? By the time he left, he had just 12. Now, if you look, use the, the yardstick of that kingdom, he would have been afraid. Everybody would call him just 12 people, but he was, he accomplished what his father wanted him to do. And that's it. And he was extremely happy about that. Because that's what he said. I have come to do what my father wants me to do. I have come to do what my father wants. I have not come to do this or do that out of great, make great things. I, I, I said, no, he didn't use any of those. He just said, I have come, father wanted me to do. And that's it. And he accomplished. He did that, and his father wanted him to die on the cross for the sins of God, without any sin in him, and he did. That's it. What is the treasure that Jesus has nothing of this uh, Satan, kingdom of Satan. He was here. Now, he, what it is, if you read the word, you'll see that, that Jesus, the father rewarded Jesus by being the ruler and judge of this world. I want to just leave with one word, long Roman 36. Romans 11.36 For everything comes from him, exists by power, and intended for his glory. Let us be the life. So, that's just the best. Because there is nothing proud of. It comes from him, exists by his power, whatever you have, or whatever you are, exists by his power, and everything is intended life intended for his glory are to say that I did this or I did that. May God 
Jesus Christ. Amen.